The views and opinions heard on PS You Got This are being expressed by the hosts and guests. Yet does not necessarily reflect everyone's thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Any content provided by our hosts and slash or guests are of their opinion and are not intended to offend any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. The content and discussion in this podcast will necessarily engage with topics, news, current events, and things we choose to talk about every week. If you feel offended or triggered by our opinions, let us know why and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Enjoy. PS Universe, it is Sunday evening once again. Now, we're going to start off the show a little bit different tonight because we're still waiting on J.D. to pop up. He might, he might not. Um, he got some things to do today. But right now, you got me, your Reverend Proud Daddy, and Gash Slade hanging out. What's going on, How you bro? doing? Uh, not much. Just chilling out and enjoying this beautiful day, you know. Um, we, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff that was, you know, gold. Like, you mentioned the... Um, Gregorian calendar and the yeah, Julian yeah, like said, calendar. Yeah, I said next because next Sunday is going to be the podcast convention and I'm going to be doing it through StreamYard and it'll be on live on my Facebook. Then I actually might try to run it live through the group then, but it has to go through the podcast convention um um their group page. So yeah, that's coming up Sunday. So PS Universe, it's a busy week. Thursday we actually have a guest interview and Rob, who's that with? It's with um. Tyrone, I forget his last name, but I know he does a podcast for a quality of love. I have to look it up. I can't remember his last name. It's Tyrone. Uh, no, his first name is Tyrone, though. And it's called The Quality of Life? Quality of Love. What's that last word? L-O-V-E. Oh, Quality of Love. Or yeah. Quality of life or quality of love? Quality of love. Quality of love. Quality of love. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to check that. Send me that link so I can check that outside. I, I don't want to go in blind and not know who the dude is. I want to see what it's about, you know? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I can see that link. You send me a link. Um, yeah. It's, in, it's uh, I think it's somewhere in the group. I'm thinking it's uh, his name yeah. is Tyrone Dixon. Yeah, so our, our schedule is a little different this week. So Thursday, me and Rob will be doing a guest interview with him. Um. Then Sunday, me and Rob will probably, well, I'm going to be doing the live stream, but Rob said he's going to jump in there with me. Um, but, and Sunday evening, we won't have a regular PS show. We'll have our shows out there because we got the interview on Thursday. That'll be going out this week. We'll have the podcast convention. That'll be going out this week. I mean, it's going on YouTube, bid shoot everywhere. So yep. it's going to be out there. It's going to be out there. And I, like I was telling Rob, I said, if y'all ever want to come on and hang out on the show with us, let us know. But the idea is you got to give us a two-week notice, just like quitting a job. But you, yep. you start. You're starting to friendship instead. But, yeah, the idea is, you know, give it two weeks, you know, let us set up, you know, things and get our schedule, everything, get your schedule ready. Yep. Those kind of deals. We're, we welcome anybody to come on the show. Even if you disagree with our opinion or we disagree with your opinion, come on. We can have a conversation about it. I have no problem with that. And right. that's actually, like I got sent a message to the group yesterday. I was like, you know, I actually want to have a sermon tonight about something, one of my topics because I had a – an epiphany the other night. My head went, mm, that's a really good thought. And then I wanted to share that with everybody else. But until then, we've been talking about, you know, stuff like for next Sunday. And my idea is always the idea of um, the Julian calendar, Gregorian calendar. Because we talk about the idea of um, daylight savings change. So that's going to be one of our main topics for next Sunday. But tonight, nope, it's a different ball game. Is there anything you want to discuss tonight before we get um, um, up in the air? I, I ran across an article where a 17-year-old, a high school graduate out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 
that more than a million dollars um, in scholarships. How? Tell me how. I'm curious because I want to know how to get a million dollars um, okay. just for asking for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What's, what's the scholarship for? All right. Okay, so it says, after applying to more than 20 colleges, one high school senior from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, has been offered a total of over $1 million in scholarship money. Her name is uh, Shania Robinson Owens. She's 17, applied to somewhere between 25 to 30 different colleges, hoping to find the school best suited for her. As and what's she going for? What, what is her studies going into? Okay. Um, the senior at the George Washington Carver High School of Engineering and Science didn't have any didn't have many expectations when applying to colleges and was shocked to discover just how much money she had been offered. Wow. So, I mean, so she is actually um, into the scientific realm, the field, whatever. Now, it's yeah. and I, I, I really don't know a lot about the, you know, elite schools, whatever. But I know if you want to get into anything technical, science, you know, those kind of things. I know they offer different colleges like MIT has always been the one that people talk about, you know, but right. I'm pretty sure there are other. I'm not saying just tech schools, but actual colleges that focus on science, mathematics, you know, physics, you know, shit like that. But you got places like Harvard and Yale, they focus on law. You know, that's their main thing, law or, you know, um, medicine, you know. So, right. I mean, if she's going to the field of, you know, even even bioengineering, I mean, what would you, you know, which college would you go to? But, yeah, that that's that's really cool that that's happening. But it, yep. um, the idea is, like, you know, I, I'm curious about what she's getting into. That's what I would like to know, you know. Well, maybe she's going to be one of the ones with... that's going to change the world. You know, I, I'm, yep. that's, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Then again, yeah, she could be a scientist, you know, whole time just mm -hmm. playing the whole game. Because I, I like comic books. I like I like um, nerd stuff. So I like the idea right. of being a bad guy, playing a good guy for so long. And I like, I got you. And I mean, it happened this year. <laughs> uh, speaking of the whole science realm of things, I thought I always thought it was pretty cool when I did those class experiments, experimenting with um, putting two two liters, you know, together on one on top of another. And make it look like a water, either a water time capsule or either a water tornado as you, as the water. Oh, yeah, the water tornadoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, um, we went last year to this, um, like, farmer's market kind of deal. They have it, like, once a year out here in Brunswick. And yep. they put up, you know, booths of everything, you know, like the animals, the, um, um, what do you call them, the water people. So, um, Federal Reserve, you know, uh, Boy Scouts, you know. Yep. All, all the different booths and everything. So they have a big old thing every year. And uh, we went last year, and there was a section where they were uh, offering um, gardening and planting and all that. And they would take right. two-liter bottles, right? And they would cut them in half. Yep. And they would, take, they would turn it upside down and put the two-liter, like the nozzle, into the other half. Then they would put a little bit of rock, a little bit of spring them in there and grow plants, like air plants. And I, and I, did, I do that with um, green onions. When I get green onions to throw, I chop them up, but I save the little roots. And I, I make I get a Gatorade bottle, cut them in half, turn them up. So you make it basically a, a, a um, hydroponic planter, you know, and it's good for simple right. stuff. Yeah, so that was a really cool idea, you know. Right. Um, but science did in school, I, and the most thing we did in school was make rock candy. I think that was about it, or cut up shit. That's, I can't really remember us doing anything really cool in science, but I remember science being cool. You know, if, if that makes yeah, any sense. I, I was going to say. Um, I think the coolest thing about science is like, you know, at one point when I was a kid, you know, I'm no longer a kid now. I wanted to get into the meteorological realm of things, you know, study weather, you know. 
They right, even right. chase tornadoes and stuff like that. Yeah, the hurricane watchers. Yeah, I understand the idea of chasing tornadoes. I know that people get a thrill out of that. That's that's cool. That's cool to learn those things, you know? Yeah, because like, also, um, I learned a lot about how hell formed from just watching different meteorologists do the, do, you know, do their do their stick, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And you ever got like, hell? No, I have not. Oh, dude, that is not a good feeling. I'm telling you right now. Honestly, bottom of my heart, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. I never studied the idea of how it got made. I just know what it is, and I know it hurts. <laughs> I got hit in the back of the head one year by a piece of fucking hell the size of a golf ball. Ooh. That, we ooh. had a hell. Yeah, like I said, when I talk about, you know, you being like Rain Man with knowing all the dates and facts and everything, yep. my thing was, I know I had two kids. I know. So it was around... Um, 90 between 96 and 99 maybe that's around that right. time that's exactly what i can figure it out but we had a real bad hailstorm down in florida one year and um you can hear it come down boom 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 you know like the rocks form uh, it is rocks falling from the sky and i'm like it can't right. be that bad i'm like it can't be that bad so i run outside under this dude's carport ran out the road and by the time i made it into the carport i got hit in the back of the head bam and it was, and Ooh. I looked at it, it was about, it was about the size of a golf ball, you know. I was like, and I'm not trying to exaggerate and make it like you know big and everything, but it was pretty much like the size of a golf ball. I was like, oh fuck! Then about a week later, after they cleared up, that's when all the car lots started having deals and shit on hailstorm cars. Yeah, they were giving right. up fucking cars because they were damaged, you know, windshields, um, dents, and the things they will cost more money to repair than just get rid of it in place. You know? Yeah, I, so, yeah, I learned a, something a about. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, that happens, you know, quite a bit. So, hell, I mean, I never studied on how it got worked or formed and everything, but you right. did. So, an idea. It, 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 it is um, frozen water, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, it's frozen water. like, basically, when the air is putting, the air that is falling through is cooler than the air aloft or whatever. And it's like, you get those little ice crystals that form into, like, the little hail crystals, and then whatever falling out of the sky because the air is cooler aloft than it is down on the ground, you get that hail that forms and there's that. Also learned there's Okay, well I'm asking okay, I'm curious now. Um is hail different from actually ice cubes? Is there a difference in them? Um the difference between an ice cube and um there's not much difference between an ice cube and a hail ball except for the fact of hail is more uh, circular, where ice cubes are more um, cubical. Well, I mean, they're circular because they're falling through the air. So it's like raindrops. When you see raindrops, they always see them, you know, in a, um, you know, an oval form. It's that square, yeah. or, you know, rectangle or anything. So, I mean, but the idea of hail, I mean, so, but it is just frozen water, like ice cubes falling from the sky, or is there more to them, though? It's, it's so I've heard, I've heard it's, things like they, well, I've heard things like it picks up different minerals and it freezes it or different gases and it freezes it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, those kind of things. So, I mean, I, I was, you know, never really it's wondered like if it was like that cooler air and then you get like, you know how, you know how it is with dry ice or whatever. Right. That's what I was thinking, I'm thinking dry ice, but now dry ice will, will burn you. Can hail burn you if you pick it up? Um... No, because now, because yeah, that, now that's why I'm asking. I'm going back to my original story about getting back in the head. Now, I have seen maybe three or four hailstorms in my entire life, but this time right. right here, but I've always heard, you know, don't touch hail because it's like you know the liquid nitrogen and you know those um, things, whatever. It'll it'll burn your fingers. So when it right. hit me, I was like, oh, that's fucked up, and I kicked it. 
you know, but I, you know, I didn't touch it or anything, but I have never actually touched hell. And I've been, like I said, three, four hell storms. I've been around hell three, four times, but I never touched any because, and I've always been told because it will burn your skin. But I, I should know better than that. So now I got to wait until the next hail storm, wherever it comes up, if I do get one and find out if it does burn. But I am curious about that. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, I've learned about there's like different forms of tornadoes. Right. Oh, yeah. I know there's, and see, I don't know a lot, but I do know there's more than one type of tornado. Thanks I to mean, the movie. Yeah. They gave me a good education on there are different types of tornadoes. The doctor, well, okay. So going, going back to the days of Dr. Ted Fujita. That's what a that's what a um, Fujita scale came from, okay. and then you get the um, term EF. EF is short for Enhanced Fujita Scale, which basically and is like what does it uh, measure? What does it give you me measure? The Fujita scale measures the size of the tornado and the wind speed of it. Okay, so it's sort right. of like a hurricane or or a um, tropical storm or. Um, cyclone or but a tornado yeah. they have different um, ways to re, uh, get readouts on how fast it's spinning, how big it is, the power, yeah. the distance, um, directions. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. But moving on beyond that, there's like um, a form of a tornado called a rain wrap tornado. Rain wrap tornado. And what does that well, do? Okay, so rain wrap tornadoes is basically. You know how you think you've got to get a bout of heavy rain? You see a yeah. big old wall of heavy rain? Right. Um, you got to be careful with that because um, if it's in a severe storm, you see a big old wall of heavy rain coming, um, that could be a tornado hidden in there. That's what they mean by rain wrapped. But As radar indicated. A, yeah. Huh? But that wouldn't be it's, considered a water spout, though, would it? No, it would not. The water spouts are water spouts happen water. over um, open water. I got you. Okay. Yes. yes. So basically, with a rain wrap tornado, it's radar indicated, um, either ready to touch down or radar indicated on the ground, but it just has a wall of rain behind it. And then you get like this big wall of rain. All of a sudden, you get hit by this uh, um, big gush of wind and, and water. Yeah, wind and water. That's all it is. Like a cyclone, basically, like a cyclone on land. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what a yeah, rain when I found out there are actually land hurricanes, that fucked my mind up. I was like, I have never heard of a land hurricane until this past year. And I was like, wow, that was pretty interesting. They actually had hurricanes in Iowa. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, landlocked, landlocked, you know, place in the country. No oceans, no shit like that around anywhere. They had land hurricanes. And I'm like, and it's, it's actually a scientific problem. Um, Real thing, and I'm like, okay, I thought they were bullshit, but that actually is a real thing. And I'm like, well, there's something new, and that's cool to learn. And I right. just heard that. Um, what did I just hear? The um, where are the volcanoes active right now? Is it Utah? No, uh, it's somewhere. No, else. Italy, Mount Etna. No, here in America, there's oh. an active volcano right now. Mount Kilauea. No, no, it. Oh, hang on a second. Um, because my lady read about it. No, right right now, I mean, currently, let's see. Uh, I study volcanoes, too, and I know there's a lot of them out there. I just found out about like said, Well, you know, like the, the thing right now is I don't go on social media, so I don't read any, any bullshit right now. But I'm just curious because uh, I remember she read an article about there being a, volca uh, a volcano. 
That's I cool. mean, I remember 1980, um, Mount St. Helens, I don't remember the exact date, though. And then I studied a lot Yellowstone. You know, I've been following that, too. Well, let me put this one in. Like I said, I'm curious. I, like I said, and that's the thing is when, you know, she reads stories and shit like that. Right. Uh, I'm like, you got to check your sources and everything. Okay, it says Mount Etna. That's Italy. Is it Italy? Because I put it in the yeah. U.S. It's Italy. Guatemala. Uh, volcanoes. Uh, let's see. Hey, see, there it is. I'm not seeing anything for the U.S. And um, and like she showed, she saw a news article on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, see, that's where the problems are right now. Uh, let's see. Only only volcano that's active in the U.S. as of right now that may have, you know, went off. It's like Kilauea. It's Kilauea. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a Kilauea volcano in Hawaii is one of the most active volcanoes on Earth. Yeah. Yep, that much I do know. But um, I know, uh, like I said, she read an article and it said something about volcanoes in about Utah, and I'm like, really? I don't. But I didn't go check it up because I was like, I don't believe anything on I see on social media anyway. Okay, so that's, let, that's me, me. let me. So yeah, I'm not seeing any. Right. I'm not seeing anything about volcanoes being active in America right now. But like I said, there was a news article, and I'm like, eh. I, I ain't heard nothing else since. I was going to say, let me walk you into some things that I know. Okay, so from what I know, the last volcano to actually erupt within the lower, well, within the actual 48 contiguous United States was 1980, Mount St. Helens. And nice. Utah, look at that was. No, well, Mount St. Helens is um Washington, right? Or is that Utah? I believe that was Utah somewhere. One of them was Western states where where Mount St. Helens yeah. is. Well, I know um, Washington State has um, Mount St. Um, yeah, they Mount got Rainier. Um, well, Mount Rainier's not active though. But there's yeah, a, but they said that one goes off. That could cause yeah. a whole but. See now, I feel like an idiot. Now I feel like an idiot. So I actually need to find out where Mount St. Helens is because that should be you know basic information right there. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know it's in one of the western states. I forget. I just forgot which one it is. Washington. You know? Yeah, it's in Washington. It's in Washington. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so Mount Rainier must be. Um, it's in Washington, in also. Washington. No, Mount Rainier is oh, okay. in Washington. Yeah, it's located in. I'm going to say this wrong. Skamina County in Washington, in the Pacific Northwest region of the United States. It is fifty miles northwest of it's it's fifty miles northwest of Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. The last See, now, now tomorrow I won't remember that, but you will, and it'll be a year from now. Hey, did you know Mount St. Helens is about fifty miles from um, Oregon? I'm like, it is really, and I forget all about it. So that's why I like about when you get into you know studying all stuff like that. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. What were you wrong about? It was not um, 1980. It was May 19th, 1982 when it erupted. Yeah, and Mount Rainier is also... Oh, it says it is an active volcano. Wow. But it is also... I know it's in Washington because I was actually... When, when I lived in Tacoma, I can see it every fucking day, dude. It was awesome. Just It was breathtaking. But the same thing is like living in Florida all my life. You take, you know, going to the beach for granted... Or going to rivers because you're always around those things. So when I went to Washington State and lived there, I was just staring at that fucking mountain. And people were like, why are you looking at the mountain? Because it's fucking awesome. 
They're like, well, we see it every day. I said, yeah, but if you go down to Florida and see the ocean every day, are you going to look at it every day? They're like, no. I was like, that's the same problem. You know, I looked at the ocean all my fucking life. You know, it's a good thing to look at, but I wanted to see the change. change, change. So I saw that fucking mountain. I'm like, that's just awesome. You know, awesome. All right. You got anything else for the folks? Oh, we lost Rob. Maybe. Or did I lose myself? Rob, you there? Rob, you there? All right. Okay, there you are. But now, I was going to say, Mount Rainier goes off. That can cause a whole buttload of problems. The same thing with Yellowstone. I'll study that, too. Yellowstone is not your average volcano. It is what you call an ancient caldera. There are only very few of those in this world. And Yellowstone is right here within the U.S. between Wyoming, Montana. Yeah, between Wyoming, Montana, and I think it's, uh, I want to say parts of Idaho. Right. And they said that um, even though Yellowstone is a national park, even though the geysers that go off up in there, and you know, um, Old Faithful and all of that, yeah, those geysers is actually because of the fact of that's the caldera itself releasing pressure from time to time. But they said if that's uh, you're, making my, you're making my mind go all flippy-floppy. Okay, so a caldera is different from a, a regular volcano. It's not just oh, I know. Least... Here was my thing, though, because I play Skyrim, so I'm always in these caves and these burial grounds and these, you know, caverns and shit like that. And I was just thinking, could you call it an ancient what? Caldera. It's an ancient caldera. And the only thing I think of was, I wonder if there's a cave I can go hunt treasure and, and dig up some uh, moon ore and shit like that. <laughs> so I got I got oh. video game vision when you said ancient calendar because it made it sound so mystical and so ancient, you know, or, you know, so like been there for I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been there forever, but it's just yeah, it's been, been there for like, like that. I'm like, million, it's been there for millions of years. Yeah, so my, my video game brain went straight into, I wonder if there's a cave I get into and we'll find some treasure, maybe a burial urn or some shit like that. <laughs> I think it's been around for at least uh, 650 million years or so, Yellowstone uh, Caldera has been. Okay, but yeah, yeah. but a Caldera is it's, it's a volcano, but it's not your typical conical mountainous volcano. It's, it's underground. Right, 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 right. That's what that is. And basically, if they said um, Yellowstone has been rising upward as of late, like it's trying to go off. Okay. That's what I Maybe that's what I heard. Yep. Like I said, I, I didn't pay too much attention. I know it was a couple of days ago. She said somebody was an active volcano in the U.S. And I'm like, really? All right. Uh, I'll wait for you know something to happen. And, I, and I'm not saying, but my problem, my thing is, it's not me being uncaring, unfeeling. I'm not uncompassionate. But if you live near a volcano, you should expect that bitch to blow up. So, I mean, I, you made that choice, and I'm saying, but if there is something active going on, it's getting ready to do whatever, maybe it's time for you to move away or get people to safety. So, I'm yeah, not uncaring, so but no I got to wait for to see what happens. But, yeah, I ain't seen anything, on, but, but like I say, my, it was an um, article on Facebook. Well, when right. I went on the internet and looked at it, I don't see anything about any current volcanoes in America. So I don't I don't know what's going on. But if there, if there is one, y'all take precautions and get the fuck out. You know, just in case. If Yellowstone goes off, that could affect more than half of the United States because of the fact of when if Yellowstone blows, that could send um, 
ash and debris up to at least a thousand miles and could cover oh, yeah. nearby cities like Denver, Colorado. And if that heads this way, especially heads east, you could like that could pretty much you know cover the whole. That's enough to cover the whole United States. How many, how many millions and billions of pounds of just ash plume and smoke and whatever else that would come from that volcano? And they said people could actually die from a thing. From breathing in oh, volcanic yeah, oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But now, um, I had a thought. Let me let me see if I can remember what I was going to ask. Um, and you might know the answer to this, but it's it's a curious thought. Is there a contingency plan if it does happen? Because my idea, there's my why I asked this because I thought about Pompeii. You know, there was no contingency plan for Pompeii. They knew the volcano was going up, and everybody, you know, just went. I was going to try to run away. No, it's too late, motherfucker. But I'm saying we we understand. You know more uh, about geography, uh, geology, um, science. You know about right. how these things actually occur. So, is there actually a contingency plan in case a volcano does go off? Is there any way for you know people to um, evacuate? Is there any way? There's to stop a warning. Yeah, but my idea is: Do we have something in place? Say, like if Yellowstone does go off, you yep. know, and it does spew out, you know, the hot magma. Like on Austin Powers, magma. And so if we got lava flowing, is there a contingency to contain that lava, or are they just going to let it flow? So I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that. I mean, is there anything like that going on? Uh, I think the, I think there might be a contingency plan. The only contingency plan is for something that big is just to go ahead and just let it do its thing. Yeah, you are, it it is, yeah, that, 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 and that's a very good um, point of view because. Mother Nature is set out to do its thing, no matter what. Like they said in Jurassic Park, life will find a way. You know, so if you try to stop the flow of the hot magma, you know, from burning the, you know, lower cities, whatever and shit, you're trying to contain what Mother Nature wants to get the fuck out, you know, get or the earth wants to expel. So it's the battle of, you know, man versus nature. And it's like, I mean, that, they yeah, said pretty much so, when yeah, this. But, but if now, but if they do plan on going, yep. oh, we'll just let it flow wherever it's going to flow. I, I'm curious, like, say, if they do have a perimeter set up, you know, so it don't flow too far, you know. Okay, I, they don't so have that, a contingency plan set up at this moment, but they're getting one together because of the fact of. Oh, I'm pretty sure that somebody out there, one of these eggheads, has come up with something and going, just in case this thing wants to spew up some hot magma and there's lava flowing everywhere, we have to have a plant like a trench. Or, you know, um, a system to cool off. I mean, they got, I'm pretty sure they got something in place. So it's like they got the plan, like Armageddon, you know. We got a giant asteroid hit there. There is a plan to, you know, make that not happen. So I understand. So I'm curious, you know, what the... According to what scientists are saying, I was going to say this, according to what scientists are saying, pretty much, I've seen several predictions on it, you know, where they said it could, you know... Possibly erupt, not even not even erupting within our lifetime. So that's like they're taking a slow, sweet time on trying to get things together. That's you know, but in the event that it does, they do have something in place, like a warning yeah. system, or well, like, like I, I'm I'm curious. I'm actually curious now. So I mean, that may be one of my things. Like I say, and I I know I repeat it over and over again, but since I don't so social media anymore, that'd be something good for me to look up because I, I I'm actually interested in what is the contingency plan in case a volcano does go off. I, I'm curious myself. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, that's actually my mind. Now, so I'll, be, I'll be looking into that and we'll be bringing it up one day. Might even Sunday. I don't know. You never know. But I, I'm yeah. curious myself now. If there actually is a, like for hurricanes, there's a contingency plan. For yeah. cyclones, tornadoes, there are contingency plans. I want to know what the contingency plan is for a volcano in case it goes off. I'm, I'm totally curious now. I really am. You know, we got right. people out digging ditches like, there's a volcano coming, digging this fucking ditch deeper. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally curious now. So, yeah, I will be looking into that. Anything oh, I'm going to. Oh, go no, ahead. No, I'm going to say, you ready for your sermon? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you if you got anything else. But otherwise, we're going to ride this motherfucker out. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, freaks and geeks, nerd and nerdists, and all my lovely wing nuts. I'm letting you know right now. I, I, I did come up with this a couple of days ago. Actually, I think about it, I think it's a lot. And this is one that always, you know, comes to my mind. But what triggered the most thing was I was watching this show. Then I thought about my co-host, J.D. and Gashish Clay, because they are both members of a um, church. They remember of a religious organization. They, um, you know, believe in the faith and all that. And I, and I, I respect that. And I, one thing I've always heard growing up, you know, through um, religious talk, if you will, um, is the truth will set you free. All right. And even on like Sanford and Son, Esther, you know, the truth will set you free. And I and I never really questioned that. I thought about it a few times, the idea of what do they mean by the truth will set you free. And this ain't about me. I mean, this it is actually it's about all of us. And I sat there and thought about it. Well, when I speak my mind, say what I want to say, and I'm like I said, people get offended, and I because that's what we are. As humans, we get offended by somebody else. We agree, disagree, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. So when I speak my mind, um, people either get offended or you know, they leave me, cast me out of their life, you know, they ghost me, whatever, because they don't want to talk to me anymore because they're mad at me because of something I said. And and I get that. But then there are times where people actually just stop listening to you because they think you're full of shit. They think you're crazy. And like I said, I'm pretty sure that anybody in this world has gone some, through something like this, you know, speaking your mind. And it's not having the courage to say what you got to say. It's not the um, strength to because a lot of people can say nothing and be, you know, very strong. But the idea is like you should be able to speak your mind no matter what it is. Even if I disagree with it, I don't like it. I downright hate it. Same thing with everybody in the world. So when I say things, phrases, um, thoughts, ideas, you know, things I bring up, it's people either tune me out or they walk away or they stop listening. And I, I think speaking my truth has set me free because if they really don't want them to do with me, then why would I need them in my life? And now here's the catch 22 on that, because I've got quite a few friends in this world that I respect their opinion. I respect their opinion. I don't agree with a lot of it, but I respect it. And I want to talk to them because I actually, um, um, what's the word for it? Um, I appreciate their wisdom and their experience through life. You know, so I, I appreciate some of the things that, like I said, it's a lot of it I don't agree with, but I appreciate it. But they stop listening to me or talking to me because they disagree with what I got to say. And I do miss talking to some some people, you know, because I I really appreciate their company, their, you know, ingenuity, their laughter, whatever you want to call it. But so if people decide to leave your life, don't ever think that you are being abandoned. You're being cast out. You're being now you can feel these ways. And it's, you know, not bad to feel these ways. But the idea is they're not walking away from you. You're just being you and they're you're drifting apart and you can miss them. 
and try to chase them. But is it healthy, though, to chase somebody that doesn't want you? And it could be anything, family, friends, animals, you know, uh, deities, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if you need to find something to where you don't feel alone, um, that's for you to figure out. And that, and that's and it's a hard thing to say. I know it is because I know a lot of people go through it like, well, I don't want to be alone. You know, I want to be with somebody. But do you really need to be with somebody? I mean, because basically you've been your, been with you your whole life. So you never really been alone. But you want interaction. You want company. You want these things. And it's like you got to think about the price you're willing to pay for it. You know, do you got to stop? you know, speaking your mind, your thoughts, whatever, to accommodate somebody else's, you know, um, sensitivity or their demeanor. So, I mean, the truth will set you free. So if you speak your mind and say what you got to say and people decide to not talk to you anymore, um, it is that that's my freedom right there. You might, you might think that sounds, um, corny or weird or whatever but think about that if you got people like this whole past year i'm and i'm i think i know people have talked about this many times now myself personally i never deleted one person off facebook last year over anything because there was a lot of you know a lot of battles on facebook last year now i never deleted anybody i had a lot of friends delete me i had a lot of friends unfollow me I had a lot of friends you know stop talking to me because of i'm speaking my my opinion and a lot of them they don't agree with. But then a lot of times I did make sense. And they're like, so they missed out on the things that they agree with because they turned me, tuned me out because they think they disagree with. So, but the idea was I saw many people post different things about, well, so-and-so deleted me. I, I got booted from this group or I left that group or I'm, I'm deleting this person here. You know, I'm unfollowed. And I'm like, okay. And I, I get the whole social media segregation. I, I, I do get it. But my thing is, I didn't delete anybody. I didn't knock anybody away. They just quit listening to what I got to say. And I'm cool with that, but I'm still going to say what I got to say because I am me. I'm the Reverend Fry Daddy. I'm the one and only Floridian Arisian, the ambassador of chaos. And I'm going to speak those words, you know, until I stop talking. Then I got to figure out another way to get it out there. So, but if you feel you can't speak your mind or you can't, you know, do whatever because of who you are you think other people don't want you maybe that's because you don't need them in your life and then but you will attract others like you i i, I almost guarantee that because that's what i do but now i attract like-minded folks like myself but they stop listening to me so but the idea is the truth will set you free if you don't want to speak your mind that's that's cool but you can't complain that no one listening that's 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 one of my things and Second part of this is I come up with a thing a while ago about stealing someone's sorrow, their sadness, their anger. And I have to say that it, what it comes down to is when someone says, I'm sorry or I apologize, that actually gives you a supposed to give you a little bit of relief of what's going on on you negatively. But at the same time, there are some people in this world that actually want to be angry, want to be sad, want to be upset because myself, I'm one of them. I'm a tortured soul. I'm not happy unless I'm upset. That's just part of my whole metaphysical makeup, you know. But I know there's people in this world that actually want to be angry or, you know, want to be sad. But when you say, oh, I'm sorry, my condolences or forgive me for, you know, even betraying you, whatever. You're still another person's sadness that they actually might want. And I'm not saying everybody wants to be angry or sad or upset during negative confrontations. I'm not saying that. But there are some people that actually 
It helps them um, breathe, if you will. It helps them um, exist. So for anybody in this world that I have ever stole your sadness, stole your anger, stole your negativity, I apologize. <laughs> and that is it for your Reverend Proud Daddy. But I love y'all. I hate y'all. It's all the same thing. It's, it's, it's called intention. You know what I'm saying? I got people that hate me, but they still listen to what I got to say. I got people that love me and don't listen to what I got to say. It's all about intention. It's all about communication. But if you don't want to listen to what we got to say, that's fine. But don't stop being you. Be you for you. All right, now. No, hang on. It's not It's not going yet. Oh, there it goes. All right, Pierce Universe, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but my computer screen went blue, and I'm hoping that that first thing recorded. If not, we won't have a show tonight. <laughs> All right, so what you got to add on to it, Rob? Okay, so I was going to say this. To add on to what you got to say, how can you, how can, if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else, you know? Oh, it's, it's not the same thing because, um, like I said, um, part of my, um, I don't know what you were. I'm not exactly sure the label to put into it because I don't really use labels a lot, but I guess it's spirituality or whatever you want to call it. So there are times where I actually loathe myself, self-loathing. I hate myself. You know, I'm disgusted by my, but those don't outweigh how I think about myself positively, you know? Right. So, but it's, it's not so much that I love myself, but, or I hate myself, but I, I'm, I'm cool with who I am at a lot of times, but there are some right. times I'm going, I can do better or whatever, but at the same time, just try to maintain as much as I can with the positive and let that, you know, outweigh the negative. So I don't try to uh, exceed beyond who I am. See, this is why, you know, matter of fact, go, go take a chance to take a listen at the link I sent you, Tyrone Dixon, because he gets. Oh, I will. I'm going to, I'm going to, because like I said, I'm not going to go into this blind. I want to hear what he got to say. You know, so that way we um get into it when we get in the show and be like, oh, well, this no, no, I actually want to hear what he got to say and, you know, you know, get our get our group going on. Because he gets but, into but, a lot know. of that type of stuff, what you were just talking about, you know, um, but he talks about it more on a relationship level, too. You know what I mean? I mean, see, that's the thing. I not, see, me being, you know, pushing half a century, my idea of being in a relationship is totally different from people in their 30s and their 20s and their teens. You know, it's a whole different ballgame because the people that want love, they want to be, you know, on each other like magnets all the time. But instead right. of sharing a life, they're just sharing one, one space. And I'm like, that ain't healthy. But I've, I've been there. I've been there, you know, in a situation where you're cuddling on the couch, you know, side by side, watching TV, whatever. No, yeah. um, about half a century later, I understand that, like me and my old lady, we live in the same house. We are in the same rooms, but we're not on top of each other. We share a life together. It's a big difference. We sleep in the same bed, but we're not on each other. She got her side of the bed. I got my side of the bed. Now, we still touch, you know, you know, intimately, whatever you want to call it. But the idea is well, I flip and flop. I roll over. She likes to sleep in different positions. So, we, you know, that's the way it is. And it ain't got nothing to do with um, not being in love or not being, you know, compassionate or passionate, whatever. No. You go to bed, you go to bed, you go to sleep. But you want to sleep comfortable. We have two different sets of sheets. We have two different blankets, you know, uh -huh. because I like to curl up in mine in some ways. She, sometimes she don't want to curl up in her. So, yeah. But I look at people like in their 20s and 30s, they want to sleep in the same bed under the same sheet, under the same blanket, then they cause problems. You know, you still a blanket, you know. You'll learn that as you get older. It's cool to have your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, so for yeah, love, love is a different thing for everybody. It depends. And just like hate, hate is a different thing for everybody, you know. Yeah, it's, like, it's, I, I would, yeah, I would highly, you know, 
and encourage you to, you know, go oh, and check them out. I'm- no, I'm yeah. already going to. Like I said, I'm already going to because I want you know it's a guest star, so I, I want to you know figure out what who they are and what they're talking about, and then we have conversations. You know that's the way things work. Yeah, but yeah, we do got to get up out of here, and I'm I'm hoping that this first part's recorded because if not, we ain't gonna have no show this week. <laughs> and uh, PS- let's show record it. I don't see why I wouldn't. Well, because like I said my thing went black, my screen went blue, but my computer didn't shut up, but my screen went blue, and I came back on, but I didn't check, but. You know, I'm, I wonder if I can. Nope, because it's yeah. got us on there. All right. And I guess JD get back, oh, got on. But, yeah, we're getting ready to cut out. We're going to call it tonight. Um, yeah. Thursday evening, we got a guest coming up. And so that show will go out on Friday morning. Then I got the podcast convention on Sunday. So that might go out Monday or Tuesday. So y'all keep an ear out. Keep an eye out. Keep your hearts out. Keep your dongs out. Rock out with your cock house. <laughs> All <laughs> right. But until then, <laughs> till then, PS Universe, y'all have a good week. We'll be seeing y'all soon, listening to y'all soon, talking to y'all soon. Say goodnight, folks. We're going to get up out of here. All right. We love y'all. Peace. Insanity runs in my family. It practically gallops. <laughs> <laughs>